the third way to deal with the spirit of strife and contention is to simply cast out those who mock the work and assignment that God has committed into your hands. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 10 Cast out the scoffer, the mockers and contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease. The spirit of strife and contention fully manifest through human agents who are deliberately or unconsciously used by the devil to mock the work God has committed into your hands. Mockery is a trigger for the spirit of contention and strife. Yes. To mock is to ridicule, ridicule something, to make something feel useless and worthless. When Nehemiah started rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem that was broken down, the devil attacked him through his agents. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 tells us that, But when Sambalat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite, and Geshem the Harab heard of it, they laughed at us. They laughed at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? Verse 20. So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. The mockery of the enemy is to produce strife and contention that will create confusion that will make you cease from doing the work. Either working on yourself, either working on your marriage, either working on your spirit man, or working whatever work, your ministry, your calling, strive is generated through mockery by the enemy. And the enemy has various ways of doing this. He will send human agents to literally discourage you, mock your faith, mock your testimony, despise your marriage, despise you, your effort, your labor, they mock your ministry, mock your spiritual gifts, despise the work that God has committed into your hands. Please do note, note that mockery is different from correction. I have had those who were being corrected and they misunderstood the correction and perceived the correction as mockery. No, mockery is a spirit that laughs, despises people with the intention to create contention and strife that will distract them from improving or growing in their calling or in their assignment or in their responsibilities. Many people have been largely distracted from their primary assignment and calling because they responded to the mockery and despise of the enemy. When Nehemiah refused to be distracted, 
Sambalat returned again in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 and the Bible tells us that but it so happened when Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall when he heard that he could not stop them that he was furious and very indignant he was very angry and he did what? mocked the Jews he mocked them he mocked them. But still, Nehemiah continued building by keeping the mockers, the despisers, the scorners away from them. He kept them at arm's length. If you really want to experience peace in the assignment God has committed into your hands, if you really want to experience peace, in your home, in your marriage, in your life, if you really want to experience peace on your job, you must learn to keep both human and spiritual despisers and mockers away. Oh yes, Proverbs 22.10, cast out the mockers, cast out, cast out the mockers, the scoffers, and contention will cease them away now let's read further to into nehemiah chapter 4 nehemiah chapter 4 verse 7 now it happened when sambalat tobiah the arabs the ammonites and the ashdodites heard that the walls of jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed that they became very angry and all of them conspired together. They conspired together to come and what? Attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Create confusion. Hallelujah. Wow. Their ultimate goal and desire was to create confusion and leave the gap open so that the people would be vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. Listen, whenever you rise rise to close the gap the enemy will do everything possible to keep it open by sending his agents to create confusion through mockery despise which triggers strife and contention how did nehemiah respond how he prayed to the lord and set a watch against the enemy day and night in verse 9 but do you know that with his prayers, the strength of the laborers began to fail and they could not build the wall? For that was the intention of the enemy, to stop them from building, to restrain them from going forward in the strength of God. But then in verse 13, Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 13, the Bible says, Nehemiah took a radical step. And the Bible says in verse 13, Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Men with swords, men with spears and bows to keep the mockers away, to keep the scorners away, to cast them out. Wow! You need the sword of the Spirit 
to keep the enemy away from mocking you as you rebuild the broken walls of your spiritual life. You need the sword of the spirit to keep the mockers away as you rebuild the broken walls of your marriage, your ministry, your children, as you build whatever you build, a business, your education, your career, your marriage, your life, your assignment, your calling, whatever it is that God has committed into your hands requires the use of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to keep the mockers and the scorners away. If you allow everything, you allow everything, everyone, the walls will never be rebuilt. Stand your ground. Hallelujah. Stand your ground. Resist the enemy completely. Resist the devil and his agent with the sword of the spirit. Make them not have a say over your life. Mockers are agents of the devil to create contention and strife that will create confusion and cause the work God has committed into your hands to cease. When the Lord asked us to raise our standard of prayer as a church, the enemy also raised a few people here and there to mock the prayer. Oh, they pray about everything. Oh, it's not about prayer. Oh, it is this. Oh, it is that. The whole mockery of the prayer life of the church was to create strife, contention that will produce confusion and ultimately cause the prayer to cease. But we refused. We kept them out and we held on to the word of the Lord. We held on. And we are still holding on. And we are seeing a result. Small as they may be, we are seeing great result. We thank God that it is better to pray than to do nothing. I was in a meeting to preach a long time ago. And then another guest preacher decided to be used by the enemy to create strife and contention. So he started by attempting to relegate the place of the word of God. Oh, it's not about the word of God. It's not about preaching. It's not about this. He rambled on and on. As he spoke, I guided my heart with the word of God and shut him out. Yes, I shut out all the negativity, all the words. You can keep them away by closing your heart against every negativity. And that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You must watch over your heart. You must watch over what comes into your heart, for that is part of what will make you become what God wants you to be. Guard your heart. Keep out those who mock. Let their words not prevail. Let their thoughts and their imaginations and their, and their actions not prevail. Let not the word of the enemy, the silent whispers of the devil and his agents, let them not have dominion over you. Let them not have a place in your heart. Guard your heart with the word of God. Guard your heart. I guarded my heart as the man spoke. 
And by the time it was done, none of the things he mentioned or none of the things he said had him had any, any, any impact on my spirit. I went on the pulpit. I spoke the word of God. I spoke the same word of God. He made mockery of and the power of God was released so mightily among us people beyond human comprehension. There was mighty, mighty manifestation of the power and the glory of God. Wow, wow. Testimonies of that meeting still resounds. What God did in that meeting still resounds. It would have been very different if I had focused on what he was saying. And as a result, allow strife and contention to create confusion in my heart. Never be distracted. Shut your mind against mockery. Shut your mind against the whispers of the devil. Shut your mind against the agents of the devil that come to scorn, laugh, and mock at what God has called you to do or what you are doing for the Lord. Shut your mind against them. Keep them away. Keep those who mock your marriage away. Keep those who mock your church away. Keep those who mock your job, your business, your assignment, your home. Keep them away. Those who mock your education, your chosen line of career, those who mock that which God has asked you to do, keep them away. Those who mock your life, do so to create strife and contention that will create confusion and make the work to cease. Sometimes the Lord is giving you an assignment, very clear assignment, very, very clear assignment. And people will show up to mock the work. When Hagar mocked her mistress, Sarah, she was sent out of the house. You cannot keep those who mock the work around you and not heavily experience the full expression of the spirit of strife and contention. Finally for today, mark those who cause division among you and avoid them. Romans chapter 16 verse 17 Now I urge you brethren, note note, mark those who cause divisions and offenses. They are recognizable. Those who always speak negative, negative, negative of others, negative of the assignment, negative of the word of God, negative of whatever God is asking you to do. Those who always speak causing division, offenses, distraction, strife, contention, mark them, note them, make a note of them. Those who do this contrary to the doctrine which you learn, and the Bible says, avoid them avoid them avoid them can you see paul's recommendation to those who cause division and offenses simply avoid them those who mock keep them away those who cause division and offenses avoid avoid them the doctrine teaches us that we should be one the doctrine teaches that we should love one another. The doctrine teaches that love is the greatest. The 
doctrine teaches that we should submit. The doctrine teaches that men should love their wives. The doctrine teaches that children should obey their parents. The doctrine of the Lord teaches that wives should submit to their husband. The doctrine of the Lord has taught us many things. The doctrines of the Lord teaches us that holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. The doctrines of the Lord teaches us that purity is critical to ascending into the holy hills of God. The doctrine of the Lord is clear. If a man wants to be a leader in the house of the Lord, the doctrine of the Lord is clear on that. Anyone who teaches otherwise or acts in the opposite must be avoided according to scriptures must be what avoided whatsoever anyone is trying to suggest to teach to speak or to to say to you must be in line with the doctrine of christ with the doctrine of jesus whatever is contrary to this doctrine we create division and offenses among us and what do you do to such people avoid them abraham avoided strife and contention by asking lord to make his choice if you go right i would go left abraham recommended if you go right i will go left our father abraham did everything to avoid lord his nephew as soon as he was taken over by the spirit of strife contention division and offenses division and offenses is a spirit that must be avoided at all cost. Mark them that cause division. Mark them. Those who, after speaking to them on phone, you become so, so, so broken, so, so angry towards another. Those who, after sending, reading their message, after talking to you, you become so, so disoriented towards your husband, towards your wife, towards your children, towards your ministry, towards your calling, towards your job, whatever it is. Those who cause division among us, avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. And then you can grow. And then you can create a safe environment a beautiful environment, an atmosphere where the calling and the purpose of God for your life can develop and grow. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Bringing glory unto you